0: Thanks, and we will see you next. <laughs> oh, the pickles won't go away.
1: You heard that spooky music, so you know what time it is. Trick or treat, motherfuckers. It's, it's halfway, halfway to Halloween. Halloween. You're listening to Drunk and Uncultured.
0: We are a drinking problem masquerading as a pop culture podcast. I'm Lindsay.
1: I'm Stephanie. And we are here for our second favorite time of the year, halfway to Halloween. Yeah, second favorite favorite counts as... uh, Yeah, I would say second favorite. Um, But before we get into the topic, we have a few housekeeping things to do.
0: Yeah, so uh, let's kick it off since it's the first episode of the month with Stephanie's Music quarter. So, every month, I list my top five favorite albums that came out in the month prior. So, we're going to talk about albums for the month of March.
1: Yes, it is April. (laughs) It is
0: April. (laughs) Um, Okay. So, first, um, I want to mention Solange dropped her album. Um, Her album came out on March 1st. Her new album is called When I Get Home. So... If you don't know who Solange is, be sister. Do some research. Um, <laughs> I gave her album a perfect ten out of ten. Stephanies. <laughs> I forgot <laughs> about that. Um, it was incredible, and I'm very excited to see it. See it
1: performed live. Um, so, Casimavera, and yeah. And in case you forgot, uh, all of these albums are nine or ten Stephanies. Some of these are 8s, but Ooh, mostly 9 or ten. You had to dig deep this month. I didn't. No, uh, I yeah.
0: <laughs> didn't no, dig, dig that deep. Okay. <clears throat> I'm just going to like list my favorites, even if I only gave them an 8. Okay. okay. Uh, more than 5 or 5? No, just 5. Okay. Just 5. Okay. Um, we ain't got time for that. Okay. So my next one was also an album that came out on March 1st. It's a band called Snapped Ankles, and they are a post-punk band from London, and they kind of remind me of, like, a little bit more punky version of The Rapture. Okay. Do you know who The Rapture is? No. They're like an indie dance band similar to LCD's album system. Okay. <laughs> I had to take that back a few steps. Okay. Um, so their album was called Stunning Luxury, and it was really cool. It was a fun one. The next one is a fan favorite. And by fan, I mean Group the favorite. two of us. yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, we are fans. We are fans. Um, it's the new album from Foles. Came out March
1: 8th. The name of the album is Everything Saved Will Not Be Lost, Part 1. So there's a Part 2 coming out in the autumn. Yes. Um, not an exact date yet, but hopefully it is as good as Part 1.
0: Yeah, it was great. Okay, so that's three. Um, my next one is... Uh, Karen O and Danger Mouse, so their album was called Lux Prima, and it was just a really cool collaborative piece that they did. Um, that was a fun album too. And then my last one is going to be. Oh, you haven't. Name... How many Stephanies did the last? Oh, but all the last ones have all been nines. Okay. The only ten this month was Solange. Okay. Um. So the the last one for me is going to be. Um, a, They're kind of a punk dance band as well. They're called Uranium Club and they released an album called Cosmo Cleaners. And it was just like an aggressive dance punk album that was very fun to listen to. And that was. How many Stephanies? Oh, nine. It was a nine. A oh, stephanies. you didn't give us any eight Stephanies. No, I, I, I have a bunch I was going to talk through, but then I was like, nah, the, I'm just going to list my nines. Nines and ten, Stephanie's. Yes. Cool. Yes. Alright, so. Um, before we get into the topic, we have a guest with us today. Um a recurring guest, I guess. what did we say last time? A second time, time guest. We don't we don't we've never had someone come on more than twice yet, so they can't really be yep. Oh yeah. They can't really be returning, recurring returning, yeah, a returning guest. guest. that's what we call it. That's Jeff. what you are.
2: I'm former tremor. You, you are a former Trevor. You just Introduce
0: Trevor.
1: yourself. <laughs> <laughs> on <brand laughs> with who I am. Here I am. I'm introducing myself. Um, do we want to have him say anything? I know like he's already done the intro last time he yep. had Joe do it. Um, since you've been on, I guess, have you had any new beers that you liked?
2: Yeah, actually. Um, so there was one that we went to, Beer Miscuous.
1: Oh, that was so much fun. Yeah,
2: and there was a really good beer... Um, it was a peach one by Noon Whistler? Is that the name? Noon Whistle. Noon whistle. Um,
0: They're out in Lombard.
2: Yeah. It was called The Fuzzy Smack. It was really good. I'm trying to convince um, myself that I like sours, so it's a a good way to do that I mean
1: a good way to do that Is just to force yourself To do something Until you like it eventually Yeah but Sounds like, like you This is the and first time That I forced myself ever...
2: To drink a sour That I was actually like Wow yeah. I could drink this again No
1: I mean I forced myself To start eating like certain of veggies that I hate And now I actually like them So Tomatoes Yeah Which we made for dinner today <laughs> Um Cool So we have Trevor back For this Halfway to Halloween episode Yep Um And I guess let's just get into it. Yeah, Um, so... So, Stephanie, what are we drinking today?
0: So, this week, as I remove the koozie so I can read the label, we are drinking hmm. M43 from Old Nation
1: Brewing in Michigan. Not to be confused with M83 from England. France, but... From France. Close enough. (laughs) From a country that's not the United States. (laughs) From somewhere in Europe. (laughs) So this is a
0: New England pale ale. It is six point eight ABV. It's got the IBUs listed on the can, so it's got sixty five international bitterness units. Um, it actually on the can as well lists the kind of malt, the boil hops, and the dry hops Ooh, that, that went in nice. here. So the malt that uses the pills, the wheat and an oat. In the boil hops, they use Calypso, Amarillo, and Citra, and then the dry hop is Citra, Amarillo, and Simcoe. I like that. It's super hazy, and they actually have directions on the can because there's, like, sediment that, like, mm-hmm. sits in here. So they recommend that you, like, roll the can to distribute the sediment. I've never noticed it as a problem before, but apparently people get weird about sediment in their beer. We are all now rolling, yeah, the, we're rolling cans the, the cans and our, our backs, jeans.
1: Because <laughs> we're all basically wearing the exact same thing today. Um, It's also got the Indie uh, Craft Brewers Association logo. There's
0: like so many breweries that have that nowadays. Yeah, I still think that's cool. It's recognized by them. Yeah. All right, let's. So Trevor, for your reference, this is actually from Williamston, Michigan. So not too far from where we went to college. Oh, nice. Yeah. All right, let's do
1: it. So, um, Stephanie and I have had this beer. I don't think Trevor has yet. Never. So, you'll hear the first opinion from Trevor. Alright, so Trevor, what we normally do is we pick three words that describe the beer. Okay. Um, we can go first and you can go last to give you... So, I say we pick three words. Usually what happens is that we like, talk through the three words yeah. and like come up with like a team decision on three words. Yeah. We try to do it like, individually and then we just kind of went... Chocolate, coconut, chocolate donut. Well, that's also what the label for that one said, too. So I heard. So it's dry, which is like... There's dry hops in here, It's so. juicy, but it's dry. It's yeah. got like a dry finish, which yeah. could be the age of the beer. <laughs> I mean... It doesn't taste bad. No, it tastes fine. It
0: actually tastes pretty good. It, it tastes, tastes good. Like It doesn't... tastes better than I think it normally does. Stuff <laughs> that's so aged a little bit. Maybe I also distributed the sediment a little bit better after rolling it on my legs for <laughs> a few minutes. It is still pretty juicy. hmm We can't use juicy though, can we? There's not juice in the name.
1: No, but it's New England IPA. I feel like that's... Oh, it
0: can't be in the name?
1: No. you won't well, like, M43. You can't use letter M. or
0: 43. Oh, I thought you meant, like,
2: okay. Got it.
0: Because, like, the one we ran into an issue with was Death by Coconut. Yeah, no, which was... The... Okay. We, could, we were trying not to say Coconut... And then when we did mocha and cigarettes, we were trying not to say chocolate and smoke.
1: <laughs> trying not to say mocha and cigarettes. Yeah. Um, so definitely dry. Still juicy. Citrusy. Citrusy. Hoppy. But like a light hop. Not really like... Yeah. A, it's, it's still got a decent amount of IBUs to mm-hmm. it. I like this beer a lot. I do too. I love this beer. Yeah, it's good.
2: Who's it Who brews this?
1: old nation so if you leave it on your tongue for a second and then swallow the beer it gives you kind of like a musky aftertaste yeah i get um, that which if you drink it quickly you don't get that but yeah. you have to like let it sit yeah on your tongue which is something i've started to do yeah because
0: like, you get a different like note to the flavors yeah. i
1: should try that i just drink it quickly yeah just like take a it sip like
2: hold it in your mouth
1: yeah so you take a sip hold it, your hold mouth, it in your mouth like for let a it second. roll like let it your tongue and then oh
0: <laughs> it's really hard to explain how to like best get the flavors, like the fla- like where it hits your tongue and like the flavors. Um, but that's something that you and I started doing with stouts. Yeah, because stouts,
1: especially, you get different flavors as you sit. Different them. flavors and like different textures almost, because like it's so stouts can be so thick that when you drink them, like you don't realize it. Yeah. Um, and then when you like hold it onto your tongue and let like let it actually give you that like full mouth feel, um, it. Like, the texture changes almost, and the flavors change. Yeah. Or you get different, like, depths of flavor.
0: But what I was going to say, though, is you used to not be able to get this in Chicago, like, ever. And you can actually get quite a few Old Nation IPAs in the city nowadays. Could like you I, get
2: anything by Old Nation? I don't,
0: I think it was, like, late last year, early this year, that I started distributing to Chicago. It used to not be outside of Michigan. Like, I used to only ever have it going to Hopcat and Royal Oak. And then me and my brother and sister-in-law would
1: have, like, six of them apiece and just get hammered. Uh, the bottom of the cans just says, Haze is good. It, it's true. Haze, Haze is good. Haze is, is good. So, now that we've finished talking about the beer, let's get into the topic. Halfway to Halloween, part one, we are talking about seasonal holiday horror movies. Yes. We thought this would be fun because... Um,
0: our friends on St. Paddy's Day a few weeks ago, we all hung out and watched a bunch of Leprechaun movies together. So we were like, oh, this would be a fun idea to talk about what, what other cheesy, yeah, goofy horror movies yep. exist. Fun, fun fact, hmm. Drunk and
1: Culture technically hosted our first party. <laughs> we did host a party. We were both the hosts on Facebook. <laughs>
2: um, I'm actually very excited to be back because my first time on the show was... Horror Dur- movies. It was horror movies in October. Yep.
1: You were the, here for actual Halloween.
2: I was, and now I'm here for halfway to
1: Halloween. Yep. So, um, we're excited to have you back to talk more horror. More. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. Okay. You so, had to have known that was coming.
0: <laughs> okay. So, the way we're kind of like defining holiday horror movies is anything... Horror, or I even made a note if it's spooky adjacent, it counts. Spooky
2: adjacent.
0: Because some of the movies are not actually horror movies, but they're kind of spooky adjacent.
1: Question Does Nightmare Before Christmas end up? (laughs) (laughs) It didn't, (laughs) but it's going (laughs) to. It does does now. Um, So it's got to take place around a specific holiday. So here's the thing, and this is a discussion point that I actually have on my list, my very short list. (laughs) The one you spent five minutes making? I actually spent a while, and just was like, oh, there are only, like, lists of movies. I can't find any information. Anyways, um, this is one of the tough points I wanted to discuss was, are we doing, does it have to be based, like, the movie have to be based on a holiday, or can it be something that we associate a holiday with, or, like, that we bring into a holiday? Because, obviously, Leprechaun is not based on St. Patrick's Day, but we watch it on St. Patrick's Day. I would say that's fair. Like, so, a lot of lists will like sp- either split it out, um, like movies just based on a holiday. Okay. So like yeah. thematically, it's relevant.
0: Yeah. So I was saying that um, here. Um, so, like we said, horror, spooky adjacent takes place around a specific holiday or that we associate with a holiday, and we're including Halloween on this too because a lot Halloween of Halloween horror- is a holiday. It, yes, but I was going to say a lot of horror movies you associate with Halloween. Yeah, but we're trying to like that one specifically. We're trying oh. to make it more of like a this takes place on Halloween. So type that deal. one we
1: are excluding. We are saying Halloween is only if it takes place on Halloween. Yeah, because otherwise we Not associate like all I agree. of these yeah. movies with no, I agree Halloween. With I agree with that distinction. Okay,
0: um, I said as long as the film takes place around. A specific holiday it's probably on our list cool
1: yeah because one of my favorite movies technically doesn't take place on the actual holiday just around it
0: we'll get yeah. into it yeah we'll get into it so um, I did some quick history um, the earliest ones I can find was uh, there was one that came out in 1971 it's called Who Slew Auntie Roo? <laughs> it's a Christmas horror movie from the UK wild Wild. Um, the first one that I could find in the U.S. came out in 1972. Um, it was called Home for the
1: Holidays, and it was a made-for-TV movie. You watched that this holiday season, didn't you? No, was... you watched Santa Slay. I do have talk. I was talking point about that. <laughs> um,
0: and then the first, the theatrical released one was called Silent Night, Bloody Night. Also came out in 1972 in the U.S. And I also wanted to distinct, like point out. Please don't confuse this with Silent Night, Deadly Night, which came out in 1984. That movie is a national treasure. Technically, (laughs) Silent Night, Deadly Night 2 is a national treasure. (laughs)
1: Correct. You are correct. Um,
0: So, let's, uh, we kind of thought it'd be fun for us to like, just kind of...
1: There's not going to be a whole lot of structure to this. No, we thought it would be
0: fun to like, go in a circle and
1: talk about our favorite seasonally relevant horror movies. So name the season and then name the movie. I think. Well, some of them are obvious, but yeah, you go first. Me? Yes.
2: Okay. Um, There's one I was really excited to talk about. It's called, or (laughs) it's for Easter, and it's called Resurrection. It came out in 1990, or yeah, 1999. Um, And it's about this serial killer in Chicago. Ooh. So relevant to where we live. Um, who goes around and like murders people and amputates different parts of their body to reconstruct a body of Christ so that Christ can resurrect on Wait, Easter? Wait, I'm sorry, this is, is this t- does
0: this tie into heaven as hell? Okay, so that's my, my that's my thing is like
1: when I was looking it up, I was just like, oh my god, this reminds me of heaven as hell. Like, so for those of you that do not know, heaven as hell is. Um, A Chicago. It's an indie movie, an indie horror movie. Yes, that was uh, filmed around Chicago by like a local um, director, producer, cast. Came out in the early two thousands. Yeah, we saw that um, as a group um, at Bucket of Blood uh, for one of their their event is called Windy City Horrorama. Yep, and it was just like a viewing of that movie, and it's essentially about you know just go look it up. I'm not going to get into it, but that's what they're talking
2: about. Yeah, that's this whole conversation. But yeah, so that reminded me of this because this was actually like a horror movie based on like the serial killer. Yeah. It was like reconstructing his body so that it would resurrect because he's freaking nuts. Do Um, they
0: say where in Chicago this takes
1: place?
2: No, but I really wish they did.
1: (laughs) All right. Mine is based off of Christmas time. It doesn't actually take place on Christmas Okay. Um, but this is one of my all-time favorite horror movies. It's Krampus. (laughs) That is heavily associated with Christmas, so... Yeah, um, so that came out in, like, 2015, I believe. Um, but if you know what Krampus is, um, he's, like, this demon that steals the bad children. It's
0: based on, uh... It's, like, a German holiday...
1: Krampusnacht? Yeah, I think it's Austrian. Oh, I thought it was German. Um... They probably both celebrate it, let's be real. Honestly, yeah. Probably. Um, And that's not us being racist. I think it's like a legitimate thing. No, I do legitimately think they both do.
2: Regionally be... Never mind. It's not important.
1: Um, But Adam Scott is in this movie. (laughs) Because it's like a comedy horror, right? No, it's a full-on horror. Oh! I assume because... I I haven't actually seen it.
0: I assume because Adam Scott is in it. It's it's sort of comedy. There's
1: like some jokes, but it's a horror movie. It's not like a comedy. So is it like... Get out where it's got some funny parts. It's uh, it's scary. Okay, I wouldn't say that it's like a funny. It's like horror. a funny guy movie. <laughs> is it one no. of those
2: horror movies that's so bad that
1: it's funny? No, uh, it's okay. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine when it comes to like actual quality. I just love it because it's about Krampus. Right. Krampus is my boy.
0: Is there another <laughs> movie called like the Mother of Krampus? Krampus do. You? Is that what it's called? Is, is that the Mother of Krampus? I don't know. I just Hold like on. I found, I found it. it. There's several Krampus movies.
1: Austro-Bavarian. Yeah, so it's Austrian, Austrian, Austrian and German. And German. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Steph, your turn. Okay, so.
0: My first one also revolves around Christmas. Um, it is a part of a franchise, but the only the first film in the franchise actually is associated with the holiday. The follow-up films have no association to a holiday whatsoever. It's the 1984 classic, Gremlins. Oh my god, I
2: love that movie. <laughs>
0: right? It's so good. I was good. hoping that would come in. <laughs> oh, I love that movie so much. Yeah, the, uh, the follow-ups have nothing to do with holidays, but the entire premise of the first one is that Gizmo was a gift for Christmas. Mm-hmm. That movie is
2: wild. <laughs> so wait, ju- I don't know if I'm confusing Gremlins with Creatures, but is that the one where... It's like he gets that thing and it spills water on it. So,
0: the, the, the premise of it is like Gizmo's this cute little like, yeah. fuzzy guy. I actually named a cat after him. Hmm. Um, rest in peace, <laughs> Gizmo. Uh, the premise is that if you get them wet, they multiply. And if you feed them after midnight, they turn into the green gremlin. There's
1: also like a shitty. Like...
0: They're also like afraid of light Sorry. or something Shit. like that. Okay, so mine
2: is My Bloody Valentine, the original. No. Not
0: the remake or 3D. <laughs> not no.
1: the 3D remake starring Dean Winchester. Wait, it was
2: 3D? It was made it in 3D. 3D. Yeah. Oh my god.
1: Were you there the day that we watched that one and then we watched the we watched remake. the original and part of the remake?
0: No.
2: I was not
0: there. Oh, that was a good that was a fun night. You also I wish that I was, was the there. night we were drinking
1: stouts cuz Steve came it was Valentine's Day. Oh, that's one of the night I was like I got to go home. Yeah, and Well, during 3D. Yeah, I was like, I gotta get home. The interesting thing to me about 3D, though, is that obviously, like, it's you Dean don't watch... Winchester, and he's not with his brother Sam fighting well, demons. no. <laughs> that was but interesting to me. But obviously, if you don't watch it in 3D at home... But there are scenes that you can tell were like supposed to be in 3D because like there was a lot of a pickaxe is coming at you. Like, there was a lot of Like scenes. coming directly to the camera, but it's not coming off screen. <laughs> like it was
0: very much meant to be only seen in 3D.
1: Yeah, I can't tell if it's better or worse, not in 3D. I think it's worse than okay, any
2: horror movie that goes that far as to like make it a 3D movie like, should be seen that yeah. wasn't that
0: big phase where 3D movies were super popular though. Yeah. Was it
2: okay. What was
0: well, it 20? Fourteen. It was sometime when I was in high school. Nah, twenty fourteen is not right. It was when I was you in were high school. In I was not in high school in twenty fourteen. I was almost done with college. Um, I think it was like maybe like twenty ten? Two 2009
1: was the remake.
2: Anyways, I don't know. I've only seen the original.
1: Alexa, when did My Bloody Valentine three D come out? This might answer
0: your question. The film My Bloody Valentine was released about 10 years ago on
2: January 16th, 2009. Oh. Question? Thank you. Yes, You bet. Anyway, yeah, so My Bloody Valentine. First of all, the way the movie starts out. Ooh, it's wild. <laughs> wild. I've seen this. Yeah. First of all. Okay, so that's mostly why I think I like this movie. That's it's- the only reason <laughs> I brought it up because the rest
0: of it like, yeah, it's interesting. So, Explain the opening scene for people that have not seen the movie. So the
2: opening scene is like, so they're in the mines and this female miner sees another miner and starts taking on Like people that work in mines, not
0: actual children
2: miners. Oh, yeah. Good to clarify.
0: Uh, (laughs) M-I-N-E-R. Especially
2: in this case because this uh, miner worker... She uh takes off her mining gear and starts doing a striptease for this other miner that just seems to be standing there um and he ends up pushing her onto a mining pick where she's like impaled and dies and then well presumably dies, and then essentially that's the start of the film
1: yep
0: that is the start of the movie that is the start of the movie <laughs> and
2: that's in, like that's such a good start of a movie, but also like. When you're down in the mines, like, sweaty and tired, like, the last thing I, I thought was, like, yeah, yeah, let me just I strip for this guy. didn't
1: take that to mean that she was an actual mine worker. I took that scene to mean that, like, she met the guy she was seeing down there, and it was, like, this whole, like, sex thing that they were going to do. Like, I don't think that women really worked in the mines at that time. Oh, okay. So Like, I don't think that she was working. I think that they were there. Like, she was, uh, She was meeting someone for sex. And that like makes a lot more that sense. That makes more sense. And Especially like when
2: just, you come to next, later in the movie when they, like, go to the mines.
0: And have sex down
1: there. Yeah. Yeah. That okay, is um, awesome. that, okay. Okay.
0: Can we talk about the scene in that movie where they go on the like, the, the cart thing and the girl's like, it's like a roller coaster. <laughs> and they're all hammered going down to the mines for yeah. the Valentine's Day dance. I, I also like the sequence where the woman gets murdered in the laundromat. I'm... That was wild. Isn't that's the first murder, isn't it? Aside from Um it was the pickaxe? No, there was the pickaxe. It was some other relevant man in the town cuz the guy gets the heart delivered to him. That wasn't the woman in the mine, that was oh someone my. else. And then then it was uh, she was like the secretary for the mayor or something. That's the one that got
1: murdered in the laundromat. Can we just go back to the fact that I don't know if you also thought that she was working in the mine, Stephanie, <laughs> I don't really was. remember cuz so we had been drinking. I also, I I'm think I was in the bathroom with a sort of, of baffled by the fact that you guys thought she was working on the mind and just happened to get super horny and started taking off her clothes. Well, that's why I thought it was so weird, but that doesn't surprise me for an 80s film. 80s it's, films
0: have a lot of unnecessary sex. Yeah, we're no, no, like no, horny. And then those the people no die. Yeah, you know, exactly. Like, I get, I get, I get, get that, that but, but...
1: Still doesn't make sense to me. I mean, I don't know in what world she would have just been like, Hitting some coal and then, be like, oh, I'm really fucking horny. The Let way you take Lindsay my clothes it makes a lot more sense. Hence my confusion. <laughs> that's why I was that's no, why I don't like, no, but the understand. fact that your brains didn't go to that immediately that she was meeting someone there for sex. <laughs> well, well, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm totally not a, the kind of person who
2: meets someone for sex in the mines, Lindsay. I'm not <laughs> like
0: you. <laughs> I mean, so, to be fair, <laughs> to be fair, <laughs> um, I think I was in the bathroom at the start of the movie because I literally came out of the bathroom and then immediately she was getting like stabbed onto an axe and I was like, oh, why did I miss? That,
2: yeah. No, I didn't miss that. I just fully thought she was like done mining for the day and she was like, oh, wow.
1: So, my next one um, takes place on Christmas, technically.
0: Another Christmas one? Yeah, so. Is it the
1: nightmare before Christmas? No, so. Um <laughs> Are you sure? A hundred percent at this point. (laughs) Um, So it takes place as a flashback initially onto Christmas, and that's kind of how it leads forward. It is, and these two guys are looking at me with big wide eyes, Silent Night, Deadly Night Part 2. Oh, that movie's so good. The movie's wild. Um, So if you've heard some of the past episodes that have Brian... The one episode that had Brian. The home. one episode that had Brian. Um, our Power Hour. You would have heard at some point him and Derek going, Garbage Day! Actually, I think at one point we all just started we yelling Garbage kept day. Yelling. We all were very drunk at that point. Yeah. And because they punishment? Which is that's where that comes from? Naughty. <laughs> Naughty. <laughs> um... That movie is wild and so over the top. Um, spawns, spawned a lot of jokes. Okay, so give a
0: summary of what's going on in this movie for people that have obviously not seen it because yep. we had never heard
1: of it until So we saw it. I don't remember the characters' names, but the first 45 no, minutes was eru- basically a recap of the first movie. So you can honestly skip the first movie. <laughs> yes, yeah, um,
0: sort of, the, the main character's like in an interrogation room. He's with in a like I think like an insane asylum being. Well, you don't know that up front. I think he's in an interrogation room.
1: Oh, I, yeah, I don't know. Because um, the way they're recording it, yeah. it's the police. So, he basically flashes back and tells you the entire lead up to that point. Um, and as a child, his parents were like driving really somewhere and they were like brutally murdered. His mom was raped. raped and murdered. And he watched it all. His brother um, was with him. They both watched it. Mm-hmm. And they were sent to live in um, was it a Catholic, a Catholic school? Yeah, yeah, where like they were beat for imp- constantly all kinds just, of like, stuff. All, weird shit. It sounds
0: like the old, so th- I think the older brother got the brunt of it. Yeah,
1: so he was like, this is the wild part: an infant. Yeah, and the, the older, oh yeah,
0: the main character was totally
1: and he was infant. an infant, and the older brother was like a three or four year old, like a tot, like a ah, uh, he can walk. He was like a couple oh. years old. Um, but essentially, the first movie is about his brother um, going off, going the, off rails. the rail and like killing people that were having sex and like were just generally naughty um, during well, the Christmas time. Like yeah, he, I mean, so was he, suit. he was working as a store Santa and then like yeah. went nuts, yeah, and killed a bunch of people. Like went on a rampage, killed a bunch of people. Um, and then I believe the main character of the second one sees his brother gets shot, because he comes back to the orphanage. Oh, yeah,
0: he gets shot at the orphanage.
1: Yeah. Um, and then the second movie, like the actual plot of the second movie at that point, once they go There's movie, there is no plot of the second movie. The first half of the, the movie action is a recap of yeah. the first movie. Yep. So after about 45 minutes, they start the second movie. <laughs> Pretty much. And he goes on a rampage. It's not actually on Christmas. It's like no, in the middle of the summer. His rampage is like summertime. But um, the movie starts off like with, with the, the recap, the recap of, of the Christmas one. Yeah, um, yeah. And so he goes on a rampage and kills a bunch of people. Doesn't he like run
0: over some like couple having sex? Well, he runs over the guy. He just like drives back and forth a bunch of times. Oh yeah, in, in the, the woods. The, yeah, yeah, they're in the yeah. woods. Because <laughs> he tried to like assault the chick. Yeah, the guy was like trying yeah. to assault the girl and then this yep. is the main character starts like, driving back and he's dressed like a
1: college professor in a tweed. Yes. He looks younger. Yeah. Or he looks older in flashbacks than, yeah, he, than he does in, the, in like, the present time. Yeah. Wild. That movie
0: was wild. And the... Probably has one of the best murdering sprees I've
1: ever seen. The character movie. has like, the <laughs> bushiest eyebrows and like the oh, greatest. Yes. He had he the has, greatest like, no eyebrow expression. But like his eyebrows kept moving, that was the only expressions where like his eyebrows just like wiggling sometimes and like some great eyebrow acting work, honestly. <laughs> solid movie, go watch it.
0: <laughs> it's not that solid, but it's really funny to It's watch. really
1: entertaining. Yeah. If you go watch it with your friends and make fun of it, because it's really entertaining. Mm. Okay, so my next one is
0: New Year's Evil. It came out December of 1980. Um, the entire premise is that it's New Year's Eve, and this woman is working a like radio station show, and she gets to call in from a guy whose name is Evil, and um, he announces on oh it's a television show, not a radio show. Sorry. Um, he announces that um, when the clock strikes midnight in each time zone, a naughty girl mm-hmm. will be punished. So uh, it's a perfect transition. <laughs> and then it's he, a great sign- he signs off with a threat claiming that um, the main character of the film, Diane, who's like the, the show host, um, will be the last naughty girl to be punished. Ooh. And so the entire thing is like them trying to figure it out, but... Wild. Wild. All right. So, that's a great watch you can find it anywhere. So
2: I had this on my list too, and specifically because it reminded me of like the punishment
0: yeah. and like everything. Everything circles back to Silent Night, Deadly Night. Yeah. Yep.
1: So let's break up our favorite movies with a discussion topic. I actually wanted to talk about um, is there a holiday that you have never seen a horror movie full like? based off of, or... Labor Day. ...occurring on. Labor Day. Do you have a Labor Day one to share with me? No, I do have a Fourth of July one, though. <laughs> um, Yeah, I would say Labor Day, Memorial Day, like, all of those, like, random bank holidays. Yeah. So, for
2: that, that's, like, one of those ones where it's, like... It doesn't around really around the summer, which like reminds yeah. me of summer camp yeah. horror films, which so like is like one one my 13. favorite. Yeah. yeah, yeah.
1: So I think maybe like those don't really count yeah. as like holidays, but like, no, nah, I guess they do. Like, but I think summer camp ones are, like summer horror also. Yeah, I yeah. Agree. Okay, so what is your favorite summer camp horror film? Mm. Summer camp horror film or. Film that takes place over the summer. Let's go film that takes place over the summer. Cabin Fever.
0: Ooh, that's a good one.
2: Mine is definitely The Burning, which I talked about. You like, did. During the holiday yep. hol- Yeah. So. Yeah.
0: Oh, I forgot you talked about that during the... I was going to say I know what you did last summer. <laughs> no! Oh, I have not
1: said I know what you did How last summer. How forget? No! <laughs> I take it back. Cabin Fever is really good, though. I take it back, though. I know you did last summer. <laughs> also Cabin Fever. <laughs> what is your favorite time of year to watch horror movies? So, like, holiday time. Like, spooky all year. Well, yeah, I mean, obviously we're spooky all year, and like most people watch horror movies during Halloween, like that October period. Let's take that out of the mix. Outside of, like, October and just after Halloween, what is your favorite time to watch Horror movies.
0: Well, a lot of them come out around Valentine's Day because they know people are going to go on dates and like you'll bring a like a guy can probably talk a, more easily
1: talk his date. Yeah, but not even into like going new, not, to not see even it. new releases. Like we obviously watch a lot of these. Like we watch older ones, like unknown ones, b horror. Like we constantly are watching movies. I would say. Movies. Do you find yourself? Watching more around a specific time Like around Christmas time I was gonna say A lot of
0: the Christmas horror
1: ones Are really fun Mm -hmm. They're wild But they're really fun So I actually find myself Watching horror movies A lot more in the summer Weird Um, I'm never home in the summer I mean I'm not either But I find myself watching more When I'm like alone In the summer And I think it's something to do With like the fact that I Feel somewhat safer Which is stupid Because there's a lot of like Horror Like uh like, summer camp horrors, but there's something about the fact that it's lighter That's all day that I feel like when I'm coming home, I'm not as scared after watching That's a horror fair. movie or like going to bed. Like, I just feel safer for some yeah. reason because it's like, it's the summer and it's a lighter time of the year.
0: What time of year did we do, oh, it, was, it would have been October that we did Scary Movie Night and it was we did Grave Encounters and I didn't sleep for a few nights.
2: Um, and I screamed my ass off Yeah but I think
0: that was in
1: It would have been October, October that's when we we started it. Yeah Yeah So let's get into I guess the one topic Or the two I guess two franchises That we haven't talked about That I think are the most
0: I mean they're also The biggest franchises Right
1: But they're the most Like related to holidays Yes So we're gonna talk about Leprechaun and Halloween Yes Is there a preference On which one we wanna do first?
2: Let's do Leprechaun
1: It's more seasonally relevant yeah. And we just watched A bunch of them so Yes So I think Leprechaun is really what we were talking about when we were describing or referring to movies that don't necessarily necessarily take place on the holiday. But but you associate it so heavily with the holiday. Yeah, so St. Patrick's Day was not super long ago, and I mean, obviously, we watched Leprechaun 4 and 5? Let me double check. I wrote wrote
0: every single movie in the Leprechaun franchise down. Uh, yes,
1: we watched four and five. Um, but also, I got sent a ton of leprechaun memes from people that know I like horror movies. Oh, yeah. Um, but let's get into it. You have all of them written down, so you want to go through what they are? Yes. Okay, so
0: the original leprechaun film, just titled The Leprechaun, came out in 1993. Leprechaun 2 came out in 1994. Leprechaun 3 came out in 1995. Leprechaun 4 in Space came out in 1997. Uh, Leprechaun in the Hood came out in the year 2000. Leprechaun Back to the Hood, but thus T H A, not the, came out in 2003. And then um, Leprechaun Origins came out, which. I don't think Warwick Davis was in that one. So Warwick Davis plays the Leprechaun character in the first five films. Um, It was either Leprechaun Origins, which is considered Leprechaun 7, even though it's the origin story. And then Leprechaun 8 is Leprechaun Returns, which actually came out in 2018. Oh, wow, that's recent. I did not know Leprechaun. The last one I had ever heard of was Leprechaun Origins, which I have not seen. I've only seen the original five. Oh, that's more than I've seen. I've seen the original
1: and then four and five. I haven't even seen Back to the Hood, and I now I kind of want to watch it. Yeah. So, on St. Patrick's Day we watched Leprechaun in the Hood, and then Leprechaun Space, and then we went backwards and watched Leprechaun space. space. Um, which is your favorite in the series? Go. Leprechaun in Space. Only. In the space. only because of the ending, yeah, the ending of that movie is. I think tall. that *Leprechaun in Space* is just wilder somehow than *In the Hood*, and *In the Hood* was pretty wild. Um, I think my favorite
0: is the original, and then *In Space*. *In Space* is just so
1: fucking wild. *In Space* was very hard to follow. There was none of it made any drunk. sense. We were very drunk at that point well, too. Yeah, we had been drinking for like six hours at the time we turned. Yeah, around. it was very hard to follow, but it. I think it's what made it. Wilder was that we're just like, what the fuck is happening? Yeah,
2: I also feel like it was the only one that was like,
1: I don't think it took itself seriously. Yeah, it was was like
2: very distant from reality.
1: Yeah, oh, Oh, Leprechaun Leprechaun of the Hood did not
0: take itself seriously. There's an entire scene at the end, like in the credits, yeah, where the Leprechaun is rapping in front of a bunch of strippers.
1: All right, so let's get into Halloween next, um, which is, I think, the most famous franchise. Based off of... I would say of all horror movies in general. Yeah. I mean, we've talked about this multiple times, too, at this point, so...
2: Yeah. Michael Myers is definitely, like, the most... Iconic? icon, And I think... Yeah, like, most widely recognized... Um, Serial killer? Horror. Yeah. Like, like a horror icon, I guess you could say.
0: Yeah. Um, I don't know. So... There's actually only 11 Halloween movies. I thought there were more for some reason. Only. Does that the <laughs> remake? That includes all remakes, all everything. Okay. So, I'm gonna quick run through them. Halloween, the original, came out in 1978. Halloween 2 came out in 1981. Halloween 3, Season of the Witch, came out in 1982. Halloween 4, The Return of Michael Myers, came out in 1988. Halloween 5, The Revenge of Michael Myers, came out in 1989. Halloween, The Curse of Michael Myers, came out in 1995. Halloween H2O, 20 years later, came out in 1998. Halloween Resurrection came out in 2002. Trick or treat, motherfucker. Yeah, that's where that comes from. Yes. Um, Halloween... Came out in two thousand and seven. Halloween two came out in two thousand and nine, and then Halloween came out in twenty eighteen. So the two thousand and 2009 ones were the awful Rob Zombie remakes. Mm-hmm. Twenty
1: eighteen was the the one that reboot, just came out. Last I guess year. technically that like comes after Halloween one.
0: Yeah. So. Yeah, it's timeline-wise, it's kind of weird. So, like, the new Halloween that came out in 2018 is technically a sequel to the first Halloween mm-hmm. that came out in 1978.
1: Doesn't acknowledge, like, anything that came after yeah. Halloween 1. Right. The original. Even though John Carpenter wrote and worked on films yeah. afterwards. Alright, so, um, when discussing this, I think we should talk about favorite Halloween movies. Okay. You can go first. since you oh, want last? Last time, yes.
0: Um, I mean, I despise H two O. So that's off the list. And I despise <laughs> the Rob Zombie ones because I like to pretend those
1: never existed. Um, I like the first one.
0: I really do. Yeah, I
1: think the first one's just like as Trevor mentioned, like iconic. You can't. It's hard to not pick that one. Yeah. If you took that one off the table, what would it be? Or like Halloween favorite. resurrection. Yeah. Resurrection. That's my favorite. It's, it's wild. wild. All of a sudden, um, Buster Rhymes, like. knows karate. knows karate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and there's so many good one liners. So I have conspiracy theories to explain
2: why Michael Myers keeps coming back. Um, some of them are.
0: Hit me. I love conspiracy theories. So
2: I have 10 here. Some of them are awful. And like not read that them, I mean, interesting. Read but them I mean, either, anyway. So the first one is that Michael Myers is a metaphor for evil incarnate, and and the films are not intended to be taken literally. Okay. So what? that one's not that interesting. I was gonna say um, was obviously okay.
1: the yeah
2: right. So that defines pretty much every horror movie. Um, the second one is that Michael Myers has CIP, which is congenial insensitivity to pain. A condition that makes him immune to discomfort and explains why he appears to be immortal. So, every time he gets killed, presumably, he keeps coming back. Okay. Um, which I think that one's really interesting. Um, Michael Myers exists only to spread fear and has been endowed with supernatural powers. So, he's like the epitome of evil. I I like that one.
0: Evil. (laughs)
2: Evil. Um... The Silver Shamrock Company made Michael Myers' infamous mask, which I don't know what that means. It was just on the list, so...
0: Isn't the mask supposed to be... It was like a knockoff William Shatner mask? Isn't that like the history of the mask? I think so. (laughs) Because it was was just like a really bad William Shatner mask, because they couldn't afford anything else when they made the first movie. Oh,
2: Okay. So, the fifth one is that Michael Myers' pr- propensity towards violence is triggered by sex. Which...
0: I mean, naughty. <laughs> punishment, right? I right? Mean, <laughs>
2: super naughty. Um, but, like, it definitely makes sense. I mean, that follows the trope. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I don't know. I thought that one was pretty interesting. Um, the other one... Which I don't know how I feel about it Is that Michael Myers is autistic Which is, pl- explains his nonverbal And obsessed Behaviors And
1: that doesn't explain how he comes back
2: e- Exactly which is why I don't know how it's I like feel that's about that like oh, that's oh like by the a, way
1: I'm gonna throw this Random out yeah, there fact in here Exactly it doesn't explain anything um,
2: So the seventh theory is that Michael Myers can talk he just chooses not
1: to <laughs> I support that. Still doesn't explain how he comes back. These are just. This is a bad
2: list. Listen, I told you some of them were bad, okay? So this one's my favorite. You were pre warned. Number eight is my favorite. Michael Myers is Chucky. (laughs) Michael Myers is possessed by the spirit of Chucky in the original Halloween.
1: That doesn't explain how he comes back.
2: Well, if you're possessed by the spirit of Chucky, I mean, Ch- look at how many times Chucky comes back. If we talking about the like all Chucky the movies, Chucky is a mass-produced doll.
0: Yeah, but and the spirits moving from doll to doll, so the spirits moving to Michael Myers, and it can move into any person it wants. Do we know it's always Michael Myers? No, no it's because just of the, the mask. guy in the mask.
1: That's fair. Boom.
0: Mind bomb. That explains the <laughs> mask theory too. It's like yeah. a mass-produced thing, and everyone just associates it with the yeah, main that's guy. Fair. That's fair.
2: Um, so the ninth one is that Sam Loomis, which, for those of you who don't know, is, like, the, it's, like, the doctor in the Halloween movies. Yeah. Um, is the same Sam Lewis from Psycho, so after he's failed to save, um, Marion Crane, he became a crime fighter obsessed with psychopaths. So, I like that one because it's a crossover between one of my other favorite movies, Psycho. Um... And then the tenth one, which is kind of obvious, especially if you see the last one, is that Sam Loomis is the real villain in the Halloween franchise, because after murdering his sister, Loomis created a confused child into a relentless killer. So he, like, created... Yeah. So he's like a Frankenstein.
0: Yeah. The real villain in all of this is poverty. And abuse children.
1: <laughs> <laughs> <It's a> real <laughs> villain here.
2: <laughs> so yeah, some of those theories sucked. You can
0: um, blame the website for that. But... <laughs> it was fun to discuss.
1: That was fun to discuss. I
2: don't know. I can see the Chucky thing.
1: So I think that about wraps up seasonal holiday horror. Yeah, we were scraping us. the bottom of the barrel for a little bit there. <laughs> It's a um, an easy topic. No,
0: it's not an easy topic. It was a fun one. It was fun wasn't one. easy.
1: Yeah, it's not easy. There's not like an abundance of information on the internet. So stay tuned for final thoughts. Um, and see you next time. So for final thoughts uh, this week, we thought it would be fun to go over some like just wild named horror movies. Yeah, for um, sure. Before we do that, though, I'm going to read a quote from some film scholars that kind of describe why um, holiday horror is a thing, why people enjoy it so much. Um, so this is from Chris Vanderkay and Kathleen Fernandez Vanderkay, and they explain the subgenre uh, holiday-themed horror or holiday horror as the expression adding insult to injury is an excellent encapsulation of the motivation behind the horror movie obsession with holidays. Aside from the obvious desire to brand a killer with a theme and costume that can be revisited many times within a lucrative film franchise, the holiday is a place for happiness and family. The horror movie loves nothing more than irony, except perhaps a good death scene, and there is very little more ironic than the fear and isolation of a horror movie taking place right in the middle of the festivities. Which I think is interesting. Like I think it makes sense. It does, yeah. I also mean, it's, it's kind of an escape. Like the holiday times can be kind of rough. Yeah. And it like it kind of encapsulates is a good word. Like it encapsulates the like frustration that you feel sometimes being around your family and it makes yeah. sense like Yeah, I could go on a I could go on a rampage right now. Yeah.
0: yeah. I could go pull a uh Silent Night, Deadly Night, Part Two. I'm full of garbage day right now, so <laughs> I'm going to start calling it. I'm full of garbage day right about now.
1: All right, so let's go into wild named movies.
0: Um, man, I think the wildest one I came across in doing research for this was Easter
1: Bunny Kill Kill. That yeah, just sounds wild. That one's pretty crazy. There's Ginger Dead Man Two, Passion of the Crust. Ooh, yeah so
0: actually the ginger dead man series all has wild named movies so obviously ginger dead man ginger dead man 2 is passion of the crust ginger dead man 3 is saturday night
1: cleaver yep then i would say the next crazy one was sandy Cl- santa claus but um claus is spelled c-l-a-w-s which just is- like sandy claus yep. because the night air
0: for christmas can be a personality trait
1: <laughs> Jack Frost 2, Revenge of the Mutant Killer Snowman. Oh, that's right. I've only seen the first one. I forgot they
0: made a sequel to that. Um, the other one that I really like, it's not that the name is that great, but the name makes me think of a vine. It's called Better Watch Out. Silent Night, Deadly Night 3. Is that one also called Better
1: Watch Out? No, Better Watch Out is its own movie. So okay, like, so I, there's a Silent Night, Deadly Night Part 3 Colin, Better Watch Out. There's actually six Silent
0: Night, Deadly Night films, Um, but every time I see the like that movie title, "Better Watch Out," in my head, I just start going, "You better watch out! You better watch out! You better watch out! You better watch out!" (laughs) Um, Because I can never escape a good vine reference. No, you can't. I think that's really it. I mean, Thanks Killing.
1: Thanks Killing. That's a good one. Um, I found better watch out It's 2017
0: Ooh it's a recent boy
1: Um yeah I mean We just wanted to run through some crazy Horror movie names Yeah so a short final thoughts And pretty short
0: For us at least It was a short episode Yeah I mean it was a really fun topic to discuss But uh short overall So thanks for listening. Um, If you like this episode, please go on to your favorite podcast streaming service and give us a five star rating and leave us a review because no one leaves us reviews ever and we would like them. And if you leave us a really entertaining one, we'll read it on the show. Thanks and we'll see you next time.
1: That was the episode. So we love hearing from you. um, And if you want to contact us, you can do so through our email address. It is drunkanduncultured at gmail.com. We are also on Facebook at Drunk and Uncultured Podcast. Our Instagram is drunkanduncultured. And our Twitter is drunkuncultured. No ant. And as always, I'm Lindsay. And you can find me on Twitter, Instagram, and untapped at lindsaysoldout. And I'm Stephanie, and you can find me
0: on Untapped, Instagram, Twitter, and Tumblr as underscore Stefan Color. And you can also follow my concert Instagram at Shitty Concert Blog. Stay drunk, guys. See you next time.